the science behind citizen science. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. Frank Marches, senior astronomer at the SETI Institute and chief scientific officer and co-founder of Unistellar. Welcome back, Dr. Marches. Hi, Tanya. Nice to be back. So give us a quick reminder of your professional background, especially as it relates to supporting and enabling citizen astronomers. So I'm, um, I'm an astronomer. I'm a professional astronomer, meaning that I study stars, galaxies, and my field of research is mostly uh, exoplanets and asteroids. And uh, as part of my job, I created the Unistellar Network, which is uh, a network of uh, citizen astronomers, people who have purchased this kind of telescope that I have behind me. And thanks to this telescope, they can do this uh, scientific investigation, help astronomers like me to uh, make discoveries and to explore the dark sky. SETI and the Unistellar Citizen Science team made an important discovery recently. Tell us about asteroid Versavia. So asteroid Varsavia is one of the 1,250,346, I think that's the last number I had, asteroid known in our uh, solar system. This number changed every day, so nobody can shake that. We know a lot of those asteroids, but asteroids are small, tiny dots moving in the sky for most telescopes. Even the most powerful telescope will only see a tiny dot moving. So Varsavia is an asteroid in the main belt. We, um, we didn't know much about it. Uh, we had an idea of its orbit, of course. We knew that he's orbiting in the, between Mars and Jupiter in the, what we call the main belt. And it's, he has an orbit which is inclined and slightly eccentric, elliptic. But um, we don't know much about his size specifically. Um, and it's very important for us to study asteroids because we think they are the remnants of the formation of the solar system. So understanding their size and their shape give us direct information for modeling later how we form planets, for instance. So we organize a campaign that we call an occultation campaign to study Varsavia. So maybe I should explain what is an occultation campaign in detail. It's a bit, it's a bit complicated with my hands, but I'm going to try to describe that. So this is an asteroid. Okay, let's assume it's Varsavia. We know it's roughly 50 kilometer diameter and it's dark. It's very dark surface. It has the same composition that Ceres. This we know from studying the color of the asteroid. So let's assume um, you are the star here looking at me. So what happened is that sometimes asteroids pass in front of a star, between us and the star. So what we see on Earth is the shadow of the asteroid cast on the surface. So you as an observer from Earth, you look up and you will see the star disappearing for a few seconds, okay? And the point here is that the more user observe that at different location, the more we learn about the asteroid because we see the shadow and we can basically by timing the, appearance, the disappearance and the reappearance of the star, we will know the shape of, and, the, and the, the, the size of the asteroid. That's what we call an occultation technique. So tell us the story behind the asteroid, this asteroid's first obvious discovery. So this asteroid, um, um, when we discover that he was uh, having an occultation, uh, we make an announcement. So this occultation was predicted on April 8, 
at midnight 30, okay? So very in the middle of the night. And, um, and the, the occultation path, which is basically the location for which we predicted the, sh the shadow will be passing through, uh, was passing above San Francisco in the Bay Area. So we organized what we call a private event. And uh, we uh, made an announcement to all our users located in the Bay Area, telling them uh, that they will be able to see this event with their telescope and giving them some instructions. But we also told them that if they really want to know more, they should come to speak to us. So we organized an event at the, our location, our headquarters, close, close to the mission in San Francisco at the archery. We invited some of them, came, and we had like uh, 14 people, uh, motivated researchers, uh, citizen astronomers, who came to the event and then learned how to do the occultation in front of the archery, the location. We did that with practice, basically. And then we uh, decided where to go. So something is to be clear is that we have an idea of where the shadow will pass, but we don't know exactly where it will be because it depends on the size of the asteroid and the way the asteroid is ori ori oriented. So what you need to do in this case is to put people along the path. So the path to give for those from the Bay Area was going from um, was a band between Santa Rosa and, uh, and Mountain View, which was moving um, southeast, basically. So we located those people along the path. We sent them there, uh, depending of where they live, if they know the place, etc. And we have like 12 observers scattered along the path. And we, chat on, we, chat, we were chatting on Slack at the moment, and we all observed together at the same time the event, hoping to catch the disappearance of the star. And we did. And that's, about the, that's a good, the good ending, of course, of the story, is that one of our citizen astronomers, the one who was the most courageous, I must admit, the one who decided he's going to go the further north, uh, close to Santa Rosa, detected the occultation. He saw with the telescope the disappearance of the star, which lasted two seconds, so it's very short. I mean, it's a lot of driving, a lot of uh, uh, practice for just two seconds that are recording. But from to this observation, we learn the exact position of Varsavia, and we have now a better estimate of its size, which is roughly 57 kilometers, based on the last analysis, analysis we did. So how often do citizen scientists find new asteroids and comets? And what does it mean to the average Earthling that you make these discoveries? So uh, occultation like this are kind of frequent. It happened like I will say 40 times per uh, day, per night at one specific location. But most of them uh, last very like a short amount of time. And few of them involve larger asteroids, like 50, large asteroids like Varsavia, 50 kilometers in size, is a big asteroid in the main belt. I will say that uh, 200 asteroids in the main belt are larger than 100 kilometers, to give you an idea. So 50 kilometers should be probably something like uh, 500 of them. And those are the largest ones. So they're very interesting because we do know that they are not only flying rocks, they are. Um, mini geological world. Sometimes they have moons, sometimes they have rings. Uh, they have a, very, a shape which could be the combination of, uh, 
of multiple fragments together, or they could be also uh, two components orbiting around each other. So with, we're focusing on those, and those, happen, those events happen only, I will say, like six times per month. And, it's, and they are difficult to catch because we need to know exactly the position of the star and exactly the position of the asteroid to succeed. To succeed. So how can interested space fans learn about the unistellar community? So you can visit our website, unistellaroptics.com, and you will see that we predict now regularly occultation around the world. Uh, we have done this, uh, we do prediction for United States, for Europe, uh, Japan, uh, Oceania, Australia, New Zealand, and uh, we expanded the network in India, so soon there will be an occultation prediction as well in India. And, um, and everybody can use this data to do their own occultation. You don't need to have an unistellar reviscope to do the observation, but at least what you know is that when you observe an event that we selected, there is a possibility that 100 people observe it, because we have 5,000 telescopes uh, around the world. So that's mean that in the Bay Area, we calculated we have more than 300 of them. So that, that's a large number. One day, we hope to get a, an occultation with more than 100 telescopes. And in this case, we will have a very good sh uh, estimate of the shadow of the asteroid itself. Dr. Frank Marches, Senior Astronomer at the SETI Institute and Chief Scientific Officer and Co-Founder at Unistellar. Thanks for joining us again, Frank. If somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way they can do that? I'm on Twitter. Called, um, my Twitter handle is All Planets. So that's the best way to, uh, to know what we do in my research at the SETI Institute at Unistellar. And uh, if you want to learn more about occultations, that's where you're going to find about our newest um, campaigns. You can also follow the handle Unistellar or, or SETI Institute as well. Thank you, Tony. Thanks again, Frank. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on ZDNet, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and TanyaHall.net. Thanks for watching.